the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Welcome to That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years. It's an SNL podcast. I'm your host, Nick DiGilio. I'm a podcaster, a comedy writer, and performer. I'm a graduate of Second City, and I'm a Saturday Night Live expert. I've watched it since the first episode in 1975, and I'm a historian when it comes to SNL. Each week, we're going to look back at everything SNL, the best, the worst, the good, the bad, the classic, the forgotten. We're going to talk about full seasons, full casts, behind-the-scenes stories, episodes, sketches, SNL's historical significance, and much, much more. Sometimes I'll have a guest, sometimes I won't, but with every episode, I will always prove that that tired cliche, that show hasn't been funny in years, is absolutely wrong. Welcome to episode two, where we indeed have a guest. He is an actor, a writer, a comedian. Uh, He can be seen in the Fox series The Big Leap. He appeared opposite George Clooney in Catch-22. Last season, uh, he was unbelievably funny on Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. He was in the Tyler Perry movie Nobody's Fool. Uh, He appeared with uh, Reese Witherspoon in Home Again. And he was the only new cast member of the 41st season of Saturday Night Live, 2015-2016, where he spent a full season on SNL, and we're going to hear all about that right here on the SNL podcast. He is, by the way, a stand-up comedian who is in Chicago this weekend, and you should check him out. He is playing at Zanies in Old Town, legendary Zanies, chicago.zanies.com, appearing January 20th through the 21st, Friday night the 20th, and Saturday night the 21st at 7 and 9.15 p.m., two shows each night. 312-337-4027 312-337-4027 at Zanies in Old Town. A great stand-up comedian, a great writer, and appeared for uh, SNL on that one great season, the 41st season of Saturday Night Live, and his name is John Rudnitsky. And let's say hello to John Rudnitsky. Uh, John, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here. It's my, it's my pleasure. I am a, I'm, a, I'm a really big fan, uh, dating all the way back to, uh, well, season 41. Uh, season 41 yes yeah. the very memorable season 41 yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> well it was memorable i remember I'm, i happened to be a, i mean i wouldn't host a, a podcast about snl if i wasn't a geek about snl right 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 and uh yeah. s- solid season i thought very good season you worked you, with a, okay you, you worked with a great cast i mean that was a you know you had you had some great people working with you and the amazing thing is which i, I don't know if this is unusual or not you were the only new cast member at the beginning of that season how did that yeah. happen you know, they had 16 cast members or something like that at the time. And they, I don't think they, they needed anybody, but they were just seeing people to see them as they do every year. And, um, it was, it was a wild roller coaster. but I think I had a, I had a really unique audition that, um, got me that job. And then, um, and then I, and then I struggled to keep it, but to getting it was, was, uh, it was a wild experience. I did well, not a, expect it. 
Tell me about it, man. All right. Well, well first of all, it goes yeah. back to it, it goes back to Montreal just for laughs, right? Is that where they kind of saw you? Yeah. Wow. You you know your stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Um, well, I mean, I was I was at this point, you know, a few years into stand up, I wouldn't even think that I was, uh, you know, good enough to do Montreal. Honestly, at this point, I was opening up for you know Santino and some other great comedians. I was a feature, but I was I was you know I was very green and trying to figure it out, trying to find my voice. And my jokes were kind of broad. And I remember I did this show for like a small like group of people, you know, like six people in a black box theater in LA, just one of those shitty shows you do. Yeah. And I was thinking, I'm not going to do my jokes that I normally do. And by the way, I had gotten a callback for JFL at this point. So, which I didn't expect (laughs) to get a callback. So um, I have like a month between the audition and the callback and I do this weird little black box theater show and I do, uh, I'm like, you know, I'm going to try something unique. I'm not going to do my own jokes. It's six people. I'll just fuck around. Yeah. And I did this dirty dancing bet that I had had, right. had in my head. It was just something I like fucked around with in front of my friends. I would do this bit where I dance with an imaginary person and she <laughs> dies somehow. And I was like, right. it like, you know, keeps going and going. And it's just something I did for fun. And I said, yeah. I did a bit. And I did, and I, and it went so well, and it felt so special, even in such a small room. And I thought, oh, this is kind of unique to me. I feel like this is something that only I would do on stage. And I, I said, I'm going to perfect this before my callback, and and they're going to expect me to do the jokes I already did because that's what you're supposed to do. Right. And instead, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do, I'm going to put the mic to the side, and I'm going to do this four minute elaborate mime murder dance thing, which. For those listening who don't know what I'm talking about, but you know, is, is I, I ended up doing this on SNL, but uh, I come out to the Dirty Dancing song. I mime an imaginary Jennifer Grey. I do all the and by choreography. The way, and, and by the way, by the way, this was on Update. I want to make sure people know that, he, that you, did the, you did this on Update. I did this on Weekend Update, but right. it started in this small little thing. Right, and, right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, exactly. So this bit really changed my whole life. So I, I, I do this... Uh, I do all the way up to the lift with her. Then I drop her. Then she's a goner. I try to bring her back. I got to get rid of the body. I drive home to my wife and kids. The cops come, like keeps going. <laughs> There's no talking. It's, it's all, I'm dancing the whole time. And it's this <laughs> wild bed. And, um, so I do this for my JFL callback thinking they'll remember me, but I still won't get it. I end up getting JFL. It was like the biggest moment of my life up to that point. I had never gotten, I hadn't really gotten any yeses at this point. I'm out in LA seven years and I hadn't really gotten any yeses. And um, it was just a huge deal. And I was so excited and SNL was there. They invited me to showcase. I threw together an audition. Uh, Then they invited me to screen test at 30 Rock. I, you know, and I, you know, kept chopping away and perfecting it and, um, and then like, you know, a few weeks after that, I'm in a parking lot in Minnesota about to perform for a bunch of elderly people at a casino there. And <laughs> I get a call from Lauren Michaels that I got the job. Wow. Um, and yeah, I lost my mind. I was 25 years old. I really couldn't believe it. And it was always my dream. But at that point, I didn't see a path to getting there. I didn't know how I would get there. And so I got it very early on, which is probably why I didn't keep the job. But uh, that's uh, that's all right, because it, it forever changed my life. And, yeah, yeah. and I got to do it. So I'm, 
I'm really well, grateful for that. Now, was there yeah. anything else besides? Did you do impressions at your at your audition? Because I know a lot of a lot of uh, cast members ended up doing impressions, or uh, that's something I that did. Was, yeah, yeah, I did. I did John Mayer having a stroke. I did <laughs> this like um, I did uh, like the this uh, uh, Chipotle DJ character, like a, a former DJ working at Chipotle was one of my characters. Wait, wait, can, can explain that bit. What what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's it's kind of hard to explain it was just a it was like i was kind of like going down the line to a song you know like beans cheese and i would like I, and i'd be like nice and then i would be like dancing the whole time yeah. and salsa don't mind if i do and like it's a dollar 85 extra for a guac you know i yeah. just i don't know i kept going um it's hard to explain but it's more of a physical bit a lot of my stuff was very physical i think the thing that actually in addition to the dirty dancing piece of the audition that they really loved was I did a best of my audition at the end of my audition. So yeah. I did a slow motion uh, montage reenactment of the highlights of the previous five minutes. Yeah. Um, well, that's and- great. I mean, that's, you know, and one of the things that I love about what you do, you know, uh, as far as your stand up and the pieces that you write, I love the way you structure them, man. I love that, like, a lot of the stuff that you do actually tells a story. Like, you mentioned the dirty dancing thing. Um, one of my favorite bits that you've done is the slow motion quarterback thing, where you yeah, set, yeah. where you set, and it's similar to what you just said you did. You did the five minute wrap up, you did the wrap up of what you just did. And this whole thing, this setup is brilliant. And for people who don't know, you you were basically trying to explain what a quarterback does to people who don't know what a quarterback is. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, the whole point of my, uh, yeah, my bit is, uh, with that bit is just that, like, I always wanted to be an actor because you don't need to have any skills to be an actor. You just have to look like you're good at doing a thing that you have, right. uh, that you actually are incapable of doing. And I just feel like that that is what I was destined to do, which is yeah. I have no skills, but I can pretend right. to do it. You know, I've cultivated nothing, basically. Um, so, yeah. And then I, I, I basically show how to be a quarterback on a CW show. Yeah. And I do it play by play. And as somebody who doesn't know what, you know, how football works. And I'll actually... I will do the uh, the football and the dirty dancing at, at Zany's this weekend. So oh, you will. Get, okay, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Get to see it. That's to great. See it. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and speaking of which, by the way, I just want to make sure everybody knows that you are in town here. Zany's in Old Town, uh, January twentieth yeah. and twenty first. Friday the twenty first and Saturday the or sorry, Friday the twentieth, Saturday the twenty first uh, at seven and nine fifteen. Two shows: three one two three three seven four zero two seven. Chicago Noah Findling is your featured. Yes, Uh-oh. no Finling, no Finling. Finling, yes, I'm yes, sorry, yes, yes, Finling. Yes, and he's going to headline, I believe, Sunday night now. Uh, okay, very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 great. So very funny. Cool. Yeah. And uh, we've we've been there before. Zanies is a, I love Zanies. Yeah. I, I I I shot a TV show in Chicago uh, called The Big Leap. It got canceled after a season, but <laughs> I, I tend to do I tend to do that. I te- if I'm on a show, so- <laughs> it tends to go one season. Is that what happens? Uh, you're, you're the curse of the of the show. Is that I'm what, the that one season? Well, I guess SNL's still going. I mean, I, I right. I, <laughs> yeah, you didn't cancel SNL. That's I didn't right. cancel SNL, <laughs> but I tend to do a season places. So right. I did the show, but it's shot in Chicago, even though it took place in Detroit, which is pretty funny. But it's yeah. shot in Chicago, and I spent four months there, and 
you know, any night I could, I was at Zany's doing shows, and it was just the well, best. Tell, well, but, the but, you know, we're sidetracking here, but I want to hear, what did you think of Chicago? You were here for four months. You're from Jersey, so what, uh, what, what, do, you, what do you think of Chicago? I loved Chicago. I yeah. loved, really, the comedy scene. And what, about, I'm sorry to interrupt, what, 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 type of, what time of year were you here? I was there most of the summer. Ah, so okay. <laughs> the, the day I left was the first day it snowed. It was like November. Yeah. Uh, so I got into it. Well, actually, you know, the pilot for that show, we shot in the winter. Then the pandemic happened. Then we came back a year later and tried to finish it in the winter. So it actually ended up taking like two years to do it. But once the show got picked up, we shot it over the course of four and a half months. That was mostly the summertime. Yeah. We got there in June, and it was great. I biked yeah. everywhere, and where were you? St- a, were you staying? Were you staying downtown? Were you? Uh, in- I was downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. River, River North there, yeah. and uh, but uh, tried to explore all over, and just really loved the comedy scene in particular. But it's also just beautiful. I just that yeah. uh, I would do bike rides along the lake and yeah. and all that. And, well, I'm a I'm a life life. I grew up six blocks away from Wrigley Field on Addison, so um, wow. yeah. I've been here my whole life, so I'm I'm, I'm biased when it comes to that. No, so. it's an incredible it's an incredible city. Oh, even cool. though it's uh, it, it's not fun this time of year, but it's you know when I'm in New York, it's not fun this time of year here right. either. It's, <laughs> it's true. Well, it's, we've actually it's not to not to screw anything up, but we've had a pretty mild winter. And now it's gonna you know what? It's gonna be 700 below tomorrow. That's all. I, I've just screwed it up. So uh, is that we'll true? Is it no, 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 no. I'm fucking kidding. I, it's, oh, it, oh, you're saying I'm just saying yeah. I'm blaming myself, like you, canceling right, 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 shows. Just, you know, yeah. right, right. <laughs> I will bring the I will bring the weather. I will bring. In the shitty right. weather. Wait and right. see. But that'll, <laughs> get, gonna... <laughs> but that'll get every that'll get everybody inside the club. You know, we'll stay warm in the club. Exactly. Exactly. A great club. That's what by I the do. Way. I, I go to I go to Arizona in July. I go to Chicago <laughs> yeah. in February, January. That's what I do. But well, so so I, let, let me get back to your work on SNL. Um, you were there for the one season. You got to work with some really amazing people. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a bit of audio, really quick bit of audio here, John. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Just just listen real quickly. Oh my god. Okay. 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 Pretty. Okay. So so uh, that's you getting licked by Miley Cyrus. I don't know if you <laughs> yeah. might want to you might want to explain that. That's the first thing you did on the, that was your first appearance ever on SNL was being licked by Miley Cyrus. Correct. Yeah. 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 That is correct. Um, <laughs> And I actually, well, I pitched that idea my first week to Streeter, uh, Seidel, Mikey Day. Mikey Day is now a cast member. Yeah. He was just a writer at the time. I pitched them an idea. It was like a 50s Grease dance. And, you know, I was like a Danny Zuko. And I thought, you know, she would be like, Miley would be like a Sandy, you know, like the new girl. It's like a Bob Shubop type of song. But this was like during her wrecking ball phase. So I just... Thought it'd be funny if like she's the new girl and then all of a sudden she's like bad in a way that I hadn't, uh, you know, planned for where like she's like talking about popping Molly and she like tears her dress off. She starts licking my face and I'm like, I don't know about this anymore, <laughs> yeah. you know, and and so I pitched that to them and they were like, great, we'll we'll write it, you know. They're like, take a nap, you know, I, I go, I come back, suddenly it's written, then we're, the ne- you know, a few hours later there's music, then the next morning we're recording we're, we're rehearsing it with Miley to a song, to an idea I just come up with. It goes to table, table read, which, you know, there's a lot of phases to the week at SNL. I'm sure you know, but like getting to the table read, 
is its own thing. Where you get placed in the table read is its own thing. It was like a prime spot in the table read. And then it did great. And then got went to went to dress rehearsal, went to air, which is like, you know, these are all the steps to take to get something to air is really hard. It was the first up after monologue, you know. Yeah. I, 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 I had to knock on Miley's door at one point. I'm like, hey, are you comfortable licking my face? She's like smoking a joint. Uh, you know, it's like just like kind of like a surreal moment. She's right, like, yeah, right. I could put my could put my finger in your mouth, like whatever you want. I'm like, okay, yeah, great. You know, <laughs> I can't believe I'm having this chat with her. Right. Um, yeah, it goes up after after monologue, and it was and uh, on air, and my my it was the greatest night of my whole life. I mean, it was yeah. it was wild, um, and it went great. Next yeah. week, I pitched something. Amy Schumer, eh, I don't know, we might be a little busy next week. You know, but at a certain point, it starts to dawn on me that maybe this job isn't going to be as easy as it seemed the first right. week. Right. Yeah, well, that's, and, that's the thing. What people might not understand, um, if you can, I mean, you were, you were part of this, and this is one of the things that I, I, you know, I deep dive into on this podcast. That week that you're talking about, what people seem to really need to understand about how difficult it is to put this show up for 48 seasons is that when you walk in there on Monday, you got nothing. You got nothing, and you you come up with ninety minutes of live television in in a basically five days. Yeah, and and yeah. that week is insane. Is it possible to describe what it's like? I know there's lack of sleep by Wednesday night. Everybody's losing their mind. Um, you know, you start you're talking about pitching. What's that week like? Just in a, in a general way, what is that le- week like? It's, it, you know, from your point of view as a cast member. Well, um, the first first uh, Monday. You pitch to the host, so uh, Miley or whoever sitting at the front of the room, all the cast is like bunched into Lauren's office. Lauren calls out your name, and you just throw out an idea to the host that week. Um, and Tuesday is writing night. You stay up all night, and you try to write. And if you're a new cast member like I was, I was really on an island. You have to find writers who are willing to work with you, and write for you and the way that the show is structured and you know the allure of the whole thing if you are a fan and have read everything about it like you have and i had it's like part of it is, is that it's kind of like a survival situation the way it's you know everyone's just fighting to get their shit on because there's only so many sketches and like i said when i was on there there were 16 cast members and that's not including you know melissa mccarthy or alec baldwin or larry david or whoever else like is there kind of every week because they're playing Trump or whoever. Right. And you really are like, you know, forced to find your people who are willing to write with you. And if you can't find anyone to write with you, you're writing for yourself, um, which does not exist for any other TV show. It's like you get hired for a TV show, you're on the show, you're not re-auditioning for your job every week and writing, you know, you yeah, don't get yeah. paid as a writer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get paid for one thing. Um, and you get paid a lot less than you would for any other show also. So it's kind of this this uh, one-sided agreement you make, but because it's such an institution, you're like, of course, this is going to yeah. change my life, and you yeah. agree to do it. But it can be very scary. So I would be vying for, for, uh, for spots every week and writing for myself a lot of the time. I'd be up at 6 a.m. I'd be sleeping there in the office. Wednesday would come around and be the table read. If I got something at the table read, then it would be a matter of whether or not it would go well, and I think for me, I fortunately never had any disasters on air, but 
I definitely had a lot of bad table reads. I bombed in front of my heroes well, consistently. G- give me, give me uh, a little. I don't not to rub your nose in it, but give me a little example of who you bombed in front of at a, at a table. Well, read. this is. I mean, uh, this one is kind of wild. But my fourth week of work, Trump hosted. Oh you, yeah! Oh yeah! You were there on that infamous night. Yes, on that infamous night. Yeah, yeah. And I bombed so hard that you could hear the protesters 17 <laughs> floors below. So that's pretty remarkable. That's, uh, you know, okay, I got to ask, what was it like working with Trump on that, on that week? I mean, I mean, I obviously. Mean, he he his couldn't stories- read. He, he, he legitimately couldn't read uh, at the table where he really struggled. And then he would pretend like he needed his glasses and Ivanka was and he'd keep asking Ivanka to go to get his glasses, but she would never leave. He really didn't need glasses. He just had trouble reading. Um, he didn't want to do any sketches that were, you know, about, uh, anything other than how great he is. Um, he didn't want to wear a wig cause he didn't want to touch his hair. Um, he took a phone call in the middle of table read without like saying, excuse me or anything, just starts talking to somebody like we're in the middle of a sketch and he's like, you know, great. We'll do it. We'll buy it. We'll sell it. You're fired, whatever. And then he hangs up and it's very uncomfortable in the room. And Leslie Jones breaks the tension. She goes, how much money you just make? Everyone laughs a bit. And Trump earnestly goes a ton. I just made a ton of money. Uh, the, the art of the deal just hit number one, you know, and you're like, oh my God, like he really is, uh, yeah. that, that guy, he's yeah. that prick. But you mentioned, um, you, yeah, you mentioned the protesters. Okay. And, and also there was a little, if I'm not mistaken, among the staff, uh, there was a little protesting going on. Like I, I you know, some of the cast members, the people that were involved were like, I don't think this is a good idea having this guy. Yeah, everyone was uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. I mean, at, at this point, I mean. Even before Trump had started running, he was doing the birther thing about Obama. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was already a bad guy. It's not like, you know, this way, like people who were like, well, you know, I voted for him the first time or, you know, right, I didn't know. Right. It was like, no, he said everything bad immediately. Uh, so it's no surprise. But so it was terrible that they had him on the show. It was very uncomfortable. It was a weird week. I think nobody liked it and everyone felt weird about it. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, oh, oh, also there were rules, regulations during an election where, you know, certain networks, you have to give equal time to the right. candidates. Right. So Trump could actually only be in 15 minutes of the show, which was weird. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an hour and a half show. So that was also weird. It was just, I remember being a very uncomfortable week for everybody, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And I know that there was a cast dinner. And Trump had mentioned that he didn't even want to win. He was like, I just got me and Melania just got a new house in Scotland. And we don't want to win because if we win, I can't even go. <laughs> like at the time, like he like really didn't. I don't think he thought he was going to win. I don't think he wanted to win. I think we all, I th- I, well, I think at that time he yeah. didn't want to win either. I think, you know, I, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's that's really amazing that that, that you were part of that uh, unfortunate episode. Yeah, um, yeah. And then the week the Miley hosted, I remember sitting in between Hillary and Miley, literally like sitting in between them. Yeah. So, and Bernie <laughs> and Bernie and Bernie. And then I was, was there with yeah. Bernie Sanders and like, you know, it was kind yeah. of like, 
Well, I mean, it's you started wild to be in the center of the universe there. You feel like that way, you know? Well, especially at that time, because you when you got hired, that was the fall of 2015, man. And that, and, you know, and you were there until May of 2016. That and, and I mean, there was a political sketch, at least one, two political sketches every episode that season. Correct. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. All the cold opens, I think, were pretty much political. Yeah. It was a yeah. wild, wild time in my yeah. life. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine. Um, yeah. And the, and the and some of the cast members that you that you've worked with, though, who were some of the more fun people? Because you had a great cast. You had Aidy Bryant. You had Beck Bennett, uh, Moynihan, who's one of my favorites. Man. Um, yeah, Bobby so that, was always very very nice to me. I really got along. Bob. Bobby felt like you know there were a lot of times I was really terrified, and I I felt there were a few cast members I could really talk to, and I would say Kate McKinnon was somebody who was really good to me and yeah. Vanessa and Bobby. And I really just, I love working with them. Yeah. And, and was, Bobby's such a geek about the show. I know he is. You know? I know. <laughs> so that's really cool. You it's know, cool. Like my first week, I remember he would like, you know, come up to me and be like, Hey, you're rehearsing your sketch that you wrote for SNL. You know, just things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, because yeah, yeah. so much of the show, you get thrown in the deep end and you, they don't teach you how to like read off the cue cards. They don't teach you like anything, you know, like, that you know, because obviously you know how to read off cue cards, but there's there's lights that go on for the camera, so you know which one to look at, and yeah, you know nobody like teaches you shit. And you're like, I'm gonna be on TV tomorrow doing this, and it's just nice when it, and everyone's wrapped up in their own, yeah, you know, concerns. So it was to how have was somebody's, uh, you know, I mean, the longest uh, cast member who's had tenure there now is Keenan Thompson, and uh, was he a good oh, guy Keen, to work with? Keenan is the nicest, yeah. the nicest guy. Yeah, I love Keenan so much. Um, I saw him recently, actually. I went back to, I went to a, an after party there uh, for the first time since I had left the show. And I was, I really was like, I just need to see Keenan. I just got to give that guy a big hug. He was, because everyone's stressed there for the most part, except for Keenan. <laughs> Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, because he's just got it figured out, that guy. Yeah. Um, he rolls in and he does his thing and he writes a brilliant sketch, usually with Brian Tucker who's been there for a long time, leaves and, and, you know, and he's chill. He's just yeah. relaxed. Yeah. And, and that's what it feels like when you watch it. Like when Keenan shows up, it's like if Keenan's in a sketch, I'm like, okay, at least Keenan is going to be awesome. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. that's, that's how you feel. Like you see the guy and what you just said about like him coming in and going, I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to kick ass and that's it. I'm Keenan. And I, and yeah. I remember, I remember when Keenan first got hired, everybody was very resistant. I think the fans were, there was a lot of bullshit about like, oh, this guy from the kids show, why the hell did they hire this guy? And now he's been there the longest, and, and he's, you know, he's one of the veterans and one of the most respected, uh, uh, you know, members of the cast ever uh, in the history ever. of the show. Ever, yeah. yeah, and I think that that, like I said, you know, it's with writers, they're writing to get their sketch on the show. And if yeah. you write Keenan into a sketch, you know it's going to get laughs. You know it's going to work. Yeah. He saves any sketch, whether he's the star of the sketch or he has one line or no yeah. line and just a look. Right, he exactly. He saves yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. He really yeah. does. Listen, really man, does. every time he looks into the camera when the hi-hat starts in uh, What's Up With That, forget it. Like yeah, every yeah. single time he's saying, <laughs> it's fantastic. Incredible. So, Incredible. so the, so the, dan the dirty dancing thing that you, that you did, which I think is, I, John, I've, I can't tell you how many times I've seen it. I think it's just absolutely brilliant. <laughs> oh, um, thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate that. when, when did, did they come to you and say, you should do, we love this bit. Let's fit it into, how does it fit into update? I and couldn't figure out how to get it on the show. 
and it just occurred to me that maybe it was an update piece, but I had tried, I had been thinking about how to do it as a sketch, and then I was like, I guess it just makes sense as an update, and um, yeah, we just had to like write a little, you know, thing at the beginning and a little bumper at the end for it, and then it was just kind of ready to go. Yeah. And but it but it took me a few months to figure out how do I work this in because I really wanted it to be on there. Yeah. And yeah, it, it made most sense as as a update, which was awesome because Larry David was hosting that week and he's my idol and um, Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson were on update that week as Zoolander and yeah, it was just kind of a wild, wild kind of perfect timing for yeah for it to go on and. L- um, that was exciting. So for you to do that, because it was a bit that you came up with that was not written by anybody at SNL. That was all you, except for them, you know, putting it into update. Um, you know, and then you get to do it. First of all, what was it like at dress? What was the response like at dress when you did it? You know, I really don't. Re- I don't remember. Okay. Uh, I think I, I, I was, I was so scared for so much of that year that it's, and in my head for so much of that year that a lot of these things I know happened, but I, I really have such, it's all such a blur to me now. So much of it. So it's hard to distinguish the dress from air yeah. thing. I think I was just like head down, get through it. I mean, I really barely remember doing it on air other than the fact that it was recorded and I can, you know, you could see it now, but yeah, at the time I think I was just like, don't fuck this up right, and just get through it. Um, but I think the I think the response was always good. I think it was just consistently good. I mean, doing it at table, I had to bring it back to table, and I remember it doing well there, and everyone clapping and very supportive. Yeah, one of my better table reads. And Lauren, like you know, uh, laughed and and Lauren actually laughed. laughed. He laughed. Wow. Lauren actually laughed. Lauren laughs. laughs. Lauren laughs, but he only laughed very few times for me. But he did love that. I remember and. Yeah. Anytime I would say Keenan spoke uh, in a table, <laughs> Lauren would, would, would that, start caught, you know, choking. Well, the, that, that explains why he's been on the show for 20 fucking years. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for me, for me, the one who made me, the person who made me laugh the most was Beck, though, I would say. Yeah. Beck Bennett made me laugh more than anybody. Yeah. He was just. Yeah. And it was like. This. Yeah, so that so I mean, you look back at that season. Obviously, you know there are some things that you would like to have redone or whatever, and you didn't, and you didn't get asked back. But that season had to be. I mean, that whole year for you, despite the fact that Trump hosted one episode, had to be pretty amazing to be a part of uh, SNL, even if it was one season. Correct. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I got to do the thing. I got to dip my toe in, and to be honest, it was so stressful that when it was the summer after the season had wrapped, I thought, well. You know, um, best case scenario, I come back. Uh, worst case scenario, I never have to do that again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so there was a piece of me that was like thinking, you know, it's kind of a relief because it right. is so stressful. It right. was so, so stressful. Um, yeah, just yeah. really nerve wracking. Yeah. But, right. but now, you know, you, 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 now that I look back, I'm just, yeah, it's just so great that I got to do it. And it, I, I see Michael Che at the cellar all the time. And yeah, it's yeah. like, I see these guys, he saw Kyle Moody over the summer, you know, like, and I reconnect with these guys, all these things that I was worried about at the time, by the way, they don't remember that at all. 
Yeah. Um, so it's it's uh, it's nice. I feel like I've had a lot of closure with it. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then you, and then you know once you do it, uh, you know uh, I would imagine that you're like, yeah, no wonder they did so much coke in the '70s while doing this. I, yeah, I that, wish <laughs> that I was around during that time. I mean. <laughs> There's all these like I was like, why can't we do some coke together? You know, instead everybody's just fucking stressed, and I'm like, I would have like, I would like to have been at the party, you know, right. time there. Yeah, this yeah, is like a bunch like, of comedy nerds making me feel like a fucking asshole, and uh, <laughs> I want to get fucked up. Right. Uh, it's, it's like one of those. It's like, oh, that sketch sucked. Let's just do some blow and do on to the next. Let's one. do some blow. And who cares? Right. Yeah, that would have been that would have been great if we were all just tweaking back there. I can't even imagine. How they got through a week, though, doing that because yeah. I, I wasn't I mean, doing coke and I felt crazy. Um, yeah, but- yeah, it's got to be it's got to be kind of insane to think, you know, you having lived through that insane week after week after week that and then add on top of that a ton of blow. I mean, that's just nuts. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, that's why these guys fucking died. A lot yeah, of them. You know? it's, it's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah I yeah. don't know how you sustain. I don't know yeah. how you sustain, but yeah. I would. I mean, I would feel crazy. I mean, I would see the sun come up every uh, Sunday morning, you know, uh, and then be back on Monday and. Yeah, I, yeah. I was I was out partying for sure, and I burnt the candle at both ends. I really sure, like went for it, and yeah. it was. Hey, you um, know, you're on SNL. You're in your mid twenties. You're in New York. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. But but I think I think that was part of it too. It's like I didn't know how to balance any of it. I like brought my friends around to the after parties, and yeah, yeah, yeah. my mom was there a lot. They're like, you got up like bringing yeah. everybody you know to this shit. I'm like, yeah, sorry, yeah. I just thought I made it, yeah. but. You know, I just made a, I made a lot of I, I made a lot of mistakes. I learned a lot. I got yeah. I got very excited very quickly. I thought this is it. I'm I'm I yeah. made it and yep. and then you learn very quickly in this industry. You make it, then you don't, and then you make it again. Maybe I mean some people just go up and up and up. But I've had a lot of ups and downs, which have yeah. been good for me. I mean, I'm really grateful that I learned uh, that I got the thing and I lost the thing and I clawed my way back. And yeah, um, I'm I'm really appreciative and. I've watched, you know, as a fan of SNL, lore and all that and history, there are cast members who have been on for, were on for nine years that you'd never hear from again. Yeah. Cast members who are on for one year that are some of my heroes. And then, and then everything in between, yeah. there are people who are on for one year and they get crushed by it and they get defined by it that I got fired from SNL, blah, blah, blah. And, I just didn't know I didn't want to be a guy who's just known for getting fired from SNL. I wanted yeah. it to be just something on my something really cool on my resume. Well, clearly, and I'm very grateful that uh, that that's been the case. I mean, that's and, something that's something that people consider. I mean, look at Jenny Slate, man. I mean, Jenny Slate, yeah. she dropped the f bomb her first night on the show, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. and now she's you know Marcel Deschamps. She was in Everything yeah. Everywhere All at Once now, and she was only on that she was only on that show for one year. I mean, you look yeah. back at some of the people who spent one year on that show, as you mentioned. Went on to amazing shit, man. So it's, you know. Amazing shit. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I was for, right when I, after I had gotten let go, I booked a movie, you know, a few months later. And really in the, uh, yeah, like two months later or something like that in the fall. And I shot this movie with Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, Home Again. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to be all right, you know. Yeah. Well, listen, you said that at one, at one point, Larry David uh, was the host. Well, the night you did Dirty Dancing, Larry David was the host. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, I, and we have to talk about the last season of Curb, man. You were yeah, unbelievably yeah. fucking <laughs> hilarious. You were you. Hu- 
hilarious, man. Um, um, and I, I, what's it like? What do you, do you get a script? Is it an outline? We all know that a lot of it is it's, improvised. What's yeah, what's it yeah, like yeah. to work on Curb? And God damn it, you killed, dude. You yeah, killed. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean that was the fucking coolest. Well, actually, so Larry was very friendly to me at the job at, at SNL. Rather, you know, like you know, the second or third week, he he was the, he was there a lot as Bernie. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I Curb was always my favorite show growing up. I've been watching it literally since uh, since it first aired, which was in the two thousand, I think. Yeah, which yeah. is crazy. Um, yeah. yeah. But I was walking down the hallway and I felt a tap on my shoulder. I look up and it's Larry. It's like my second week of work. And he goes, hey, John, how's it going? And I, I couldn't believe he even knew my name. And I was like, hey, Larry, we're making this a regular thing. And he goes, let's eh, not get carried away. And then he walked away. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's him, amazing. Man. That's perfect. That's just perfect. That's everything I could ever want from an interaction with him. And I, after the show, after the season... Um, was over. I auditioned for Curb, and met with Larry and Jeff, and I and I got it. I got a part on there. And then Larry called me after we shot it. I had one scene in an episode of Curb. Larry called me, and he doesn't have my number, you know. But I get a call from Larry David, which is exciting. And he goes, uh, you know, uh, John. He doesn't even say hello. He goes, John. I had to cut you. And I was like, oh, it's okay. Larry goes, but I'm going to have you back. I'm going to have you back on the show. He's a man of his word. I mean, nobody calls you when you get cut from something. Larry David called me to tell me I didn't make the cut for the episode. I'm going to have you back. Four years later, I, 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 get another, uh, I get another call for Curb. And it's like, you know, great part. It's, I mean, so much, I mean, so much better than the part I would have had, which is what he said to me, actually, when I was shooting. And he goes, they got to go cut. This is a much better part. Yeah, he yeah. said, this can't get cut. You know? um, and I got to be young Larry. It was like, forget about it. If I could have like dreamt up a role that I would have played on Curb, it would have been that one. And yeah, it's, it was the best. It was, it's all improvised. You do like, you know, 10 minute takes of riffing with, with LD himself. Um, I broke him a few times, which is like, forget about it. You know, I was very nervous, but then like the first take, I like first thing I said, he laughed and I was like, oh, oh, so man. great, so great. So it was, it was a lot of fun. When you get, when you get that, when you get that character, was that all, was him being the method asshole? I want to be called Larry. Was that all there? No, I, that was my idea. Oh, God that, damn it, man. So funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please call me Larry. It was my yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of other things I wanted to get in there. I actually had us both doing okay to each other, <laughs> um, but he didn't keep it in. But oh, I, I would, we would like we would go back and forth. They go okay, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. So, God, that must have yeah. been so great to just you know riff for ten minutes like that, man, and work with those kind of people. I mean, you got Garland, who I've you know I've I've known Jeff. Uh, you know, because he's from Chicago, I kind of know him off and on. And I did a radio yeah. show for like thirty years, and yeah. like, he was he was on a few times. And um, yeah, Jeff, I love Jeff. He's Jeff amazing. And are, yeah. Jeff and I are buds, and yeah, he's always been very nice to me. Even before yeah. uh, even before Curb, I would yeah. see him around doing stand up, and he's just always and I, he had me open for him recently, and we we just we have a fun time together but he's cool. a great guy I, yeah very supportive i and uh richard lewis was there and he was so cool and yeah. susie and 
Yeah. God, Susie. Tracy Ullman. Oh, my oh God. That, was... yeah, that's right. She was banging Tracy Ullman during that season. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so funny. It was so, so hilarious. Funny. Well, you, kill, you killed, genius. dude. You, you, you killed on Curb. You were one of the highlights of that show. Uh, you were fantastic on that Thank show. you. Thank you. I um, appreciate that very much. So, uh, all right. So, how, you, can you call Clooney right now for me? Can you call George Clooney? Is that a thing you can do? <laughs> Uh, you were on. Uh, Not a fan- the thing I could do. I wish. I wish I had a way of contacting him. I've got no info. No, nothing. Nothing. Not a number, not well, an email. For people who might not know, you were in the Hulu version of Catch Twenty Two. Again, fantastic. Uh, thank you were great you, in you. that. George Clooney was behind that. You worked with. I mean, Christopher Abbott's one of my favorite uh, unknown, not unknown, but under the radar actors. Yeah, the guy, he's I, he's kind of like the actor's actor in a way. Yeah, you know, it's like the yeah. comics comic, like you know. He's like Joaquin Phoenix's favorite actor. He's uh, yeah, that's Sam, what he. That's, he yeah, and he you know really he had is. Kyle Chandler, my old friend, a buddy of mine, Kevin J. O'Connor uh, from Chicago was in it. Uh, Hugh Kevin Laurie. O'Connor, who lives in Chicago, you know, yeah, I should give I'm, him a shout when I'm you there should, this week. You should. No, you should. I he's a great guy. Seen him in five years, but I love that guy. Yeah, I no, love that guy. He's he's actually a buddy of mine. Uh, Kevin and I go way back. So oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good dude, man. I what feel was like it? he would be too afraid of COVID or something to come to the show. Is that right? <laughs> would that be accurate? Knowing knowing Kevin, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I feel it was, like he I, might still be in quarantine. I, 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 I'm like that's just a guess. But I have a qu- I have a quick, really quick story about Kevin. I had, I'd met him a few times. He knew me from the radio yeah. show that I did and stuff like yeah. that. I actually sat next to him at a press screening of There Will Be Blood. I sat next oh, to him. Wow, wow <laughs> which was really weird. And I got to, and I'm my, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson's my favorite filmmaker, and Magnolia is yeah. my favorite, my favorite movie yeah. of all time. And he has and, amazing stories about those work. Yes, on those. that's what I'm saying, man. Like all yeah. I did, I could listen to Kevin talk about working on the master and working on, yeah. you know, on, on there will be blood. I mean, he's a great guy. But yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I think I think Kevin alone in his house right now wearing a mask. I think you're right, man. I think maybe <laughs> that might be true. That might be true. <laughs> that might be true. Um, but, but listen, you know, but, yeah, yeah, we yeah, had a great time. No, I just had, I had a great time with him, and I, yeah, it was just like you know a lot of young, a lot of young boys, and then there was like Kevin, and he was kind of like you know keep it away from us, and then we kind of broke him and ended up like bonding with him, and that was like meant a lot to like yeah. get Kevin to hang with us and yeah. recruit him for our dinners and whatnot. But that was a dream, a dream. We shot in Sardinia and Rome for three and a half months and Clooney's there and Kyle Chandler's there. And yeah, it's just unbelievable. And they did a great job. It's one of my, it's one of my favorite books and uh, they did it. You guys all, everybody involved in it did a fantastic job and that's, you can watch, you can watch that on Hulu. That's catch 22. Um, And uh, before I let you go, uh, I, uh, I talked with Molly Shannon a bunch of years ago. I interviewed her Um, and Molly Shannon said to me, and we were talking, you know, because she, this was many years ago. It was actually for her movie year of the dog. That's the last time I talked to her. Yeah. 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 And and she once said to me, always watch the goodbyes, always watch the goodbyes. And I always did even, even before that, you know, I've always watched the goodbyes. Tell me what happens on stage during the goodbyes at SNL, which has always been one of my favorite parts of the show. And now the local uh, affiliates and the goddamn NBC cut them off all the time. And it pisses me off that I can't watch them. Yeah, but I love what's, the nights. what's it the like on the, on, on the stage for good night? I would always find it to be emotional, you know, because I just, it felt like the thing I would watch growing up too. I would watch the good nights and just want to be there and try to know when they clap, you know, they clap at the beginning and I never could, Right. figure that out you know that part uh but uh you know like to the music or whatever right, but I, right. I yeah i just uh 
I just couldn't like believe I was a part of it. And I think the good nights really made me feel like I was a part of this thing. Um, and it was just totally surreal. And, and yeah, like, what I does, can't what, believe what, I'm doing that thing that we all do because it's the only thing that, that and the, and, and then, you know, saying your name at the beginning, right. That is like, has been there since 75. Exactly. You know? Exactly. What's said, what, 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 what's said? Are people just like, let's say this or let, you know, like uh, on that episode of Seinfeld <laughs> where it's like, I'm going to talk to the manager. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. And, and they make yeah, fun yeah. of what, what is said on stage? Do you remember what certain things that are said to people on stage? A lot of hugging and shit like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Just like great job, John, you know, yeah. Hey, we did it. You know, it's a lot of that, you know, maybe, uh, maybe something specific. If you did something that night, they'd be like, we did it, but like, you yeah. know, I think yeah. the, the, um, like my first night, the Miley night, like Bobby, like pointed at me, like yeah. Tara, and they all pointed at me, which was really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, things like that, or like the 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 dirty dancing night, you know. Yeah. Like I get an extra big hug out of somebody, but yeah. nothing, no like crazy secrets to share. People say okay. anything insane right. that I right. that I saw. I always um, have to ask him. Whenever I talk to anybody about SNL, I have to ask about the good nights. I have to. The That's good nights is just something emotional about that music playing and just being yep. on there and absolutely and having grown up watching that. Yep. And think absolutely. and 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 wishing, wishing I could now, be a part of that. You know, as a as a kid growing up, you said that you watched uh, SNL, uh, uh, and 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 a lot of the comedy that you do is physically based. Who were some of your inspirations? Did you have comedy? I mean, obviously you did, but who were some of your inspirations when you were younger? Like, I want to be like this person or that person. <laughs> And, and were they um, physical? Were they physical comedians? Did you like physical comedy? Yeah. Oh, Martin Short, uh, yeah. big time, and I think he's an incredible physical comedian. Rob Williams, um, for sure, big for me, and uh, Farley. You know, those yeah. are like big. The, the physicality of those guys. Um, and then in, in high school, I had this uh, this teacher who I who like directed all my musicals, and he gave me these DVDs. You know back when DVDs were a thing of the, the Marx brothers and Sid Caesar and Sid Caesar had done this, this bit that like inspired my dirty dancing thing. Um, but the, those guys were too, you know, yeah. big inspirations to me. Yeah. So yeah, I just loved, love the physical, physical comedy, Steve Martin and yeah. Yeah. I have a, yeah. I have a, I, Will I, Ferrell I, and Catan mm, mm. when he was on the show. Oh, just Catan. insane. He was just I, insane. So. I had the pleasure of interviewing Catan. He's one of my, I mean, physical stuff that he does was amazing. Absolutely yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, you know? um, yeah totally. So, but very, very totally. cool. Yeah, Mr. Wow. Peepers, forget yeah. about it. Oh, come on, man. I, just <laughs> amazing. Um, yeah. Well, listen, dude, it's been so great talking to you, man. Um, and uh, Zanies in Chicago at Old Town, yeah. uh, Friday the 20th, 7 and 915, Saturday the 21st, 7 and 915. Again, your featuring is Noah Findling. Um, yes, yes, and, yes. Uh, and, I can't uh, wait. It's like, it's, you know, one of my favorite, if not my favorite club to perform at. And, and do you like traveling? When, when, do you like traveling, doing, uh, doing stand up and stuff like that? I, I love it. I, yeah. 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 I, I, I pinch myself all the time like i can't believe i get to be here even if i'm in a shitty place and chicago is like the best i'm like so excited i know what restaurants i want to go to i just can't wait to get there but um but even if it's a shitty place i love it i love getting to be in a new environment getting to make people laugh getting to meet the people too it's just it's always a unique experience i i just 
it's a fun life. It's a yeah. it's just a very fun life to get to go travel cool. somewhere and well, make people I'm, happy uh, for you a know, night. So. I'm, uh, you know, I, I loved you on, on, on the one season that you were on, man. I thought you were terrific on your first season. And I followed hey, you. I you. followed your career since then. And I can't wait to see you on Friday, man. I'm looking forward oh, to I'm it. Oh, I'm really happy you're coming. I'm looking forward to meeting you after the yeah. show. And yeah. uh, thanks for having very me cool. on. And, and I appreciate it, John. Thanks so much. Buddy. Of course. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, and my thanks to uh, John Rudnitsky for uh, for joining us. Uh, really a uh, uh, great dude. And again, he's playing at Zanies uh, in in Old Town uh, this week. And uh, check him out on uh, so many other things uh, that are that are out there and available. Really amazing dude. And I want to thank him for being a part of it. I want to thank Jason Skaggs for the incredible opening theme and closing theme of the show. I want to thank Ed and everybody at RadioMisfits.com uh, and the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Incredible amounts of great, great podcasts there. Um, if you would like to contact me uh, here at the SNL podcast, 773-417-6948. You can drop me an email for this podcast and for my other podcast, the Nick D Podcast, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. So thanks again for listening, and we'll do it again next Wednesday right here on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This has been, that show hasn't been funny in years, an SNL podcast. I'm Nick DeGilio. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow.